Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Goracom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news with us today. Happy to have him back because I think he's the artificial intelligence king of the Canadian small cap space. It's Marshall Gunter, CEO of Data Metrics AI, trades in Canada under DM for our friends in the US, <laughs> DTMXF, and for friends in Europe on Frankfurt under D4G. For those of you to the story, because you saw the headline, $18.3 million in revenue for Q2 and wondering who are these guys, here's what you need to know. Data Metrics is a tech-focused company, as you can imagine using artificial intelligence to create solutions across multiple verticals. And right now they're winning in cybersecurity, electric vehicle charging, and telehealth. So that's given them the rare benefit that most small companies companies will only dream of, which is to have multiple successful independent divisions that are each capable of being a company maker. And that's why CIO Review, which is a leading digital tech magazine, has recognized the company as the most promising Canadian tech company for the 2022 calendar year. More than just lip service, let's look at the numbers, guys. For the full year into 2021, record revenue of $50 million, record adjusted EBITDA $15 million, unbelievable gains on those metrics. I won't even go through the rest. By the way, net earnings, $9 million. But for the Q that they just announced, revenue, $18.3 million. Positive cash flow, over $760,000. Balance sheet, over $25 million in current assets including $14 million in cash. So they're hitting on all cylinders and here to talk about the financials and the other divisions. Marshall, welcome back, my friend. Hi, George. I'm always happy to be here. Hey, we're happy to have you because even though everyone's getting in their last barbecues, uh, you're making us work, but I love this kind of work. Let's talk about the Q first. Um, 18.3 million in revenue. How happy are you with the result? How happy should shareholders be with the result? Well, right now we're really happy with the result and shareholders should be happy with the results too, I would hope. So we're continuing to bring in you know, revenue and cash just like we were last year and the year before, and we're continuing to expand those services. And like you said, for this, the, the adjusted EBITDA on this one's like 3.26 million, EBITDA is 1.4 million. You know, we're just continuing to move the, you know, to move the goalpost and keep you know, pushing data metrics further and further. Um, now, I mean, there's not without some downsides on this, you know, we saw approximately a $2 million loss in the stock market along with everybody else, um, you know, who's been invested. You know, the, the market wasn't exactly kind. But remember, the <laughs> Q2, Q2, was, but, Q2 was pretty tough across the whole planet. It's oh, not yeah, no, no, it's metric. been tough on anybody. Netflix is down 70%, Shopify yep. 70%, even Facebook is over 60%. Sure. So you're, you're doing fine, relatively speaking. No, I'm, I'm not concerned. You know, we're not out of it until, you know, we exit. And so we haven't exited. And I, you know, just like every other down market, it'll come back. You know, nobody's concerned about that. But it's, you know, this type of income and revenues also allowed us to roll out some of the programs we were doing. You know, we spent over a million dollars on the NCIB. So, trying, you know, buying back some stock, et cetera, about a million dollars, not over a million dollars. Just want to be clarified. Um, and it's allowed us to move, you know, some more revenue and some more you know, uh, resources into our AI and IT divisions. And, you know, that stuff is up, you know, so we're seeing, you know, over 2 million 
there, which is up 140% from last year. So we're doing, you know, we're feeling good about this. We're doing exactly what we said we would do. We're going to yeah. take, uh, you know, we're going to take the revenue. We're going to push it into back into the core and we're going to start expanding that. And that's working right now. So let's talk about that expansion. You're in Vancouver right now because people might be able to see that your background is a little lighter than usual. That typically means hotel room or something like that. Uh, you're there, and I'm going to read the I'm going to read the press release. Uh, Data Metrics EVS begins testing trials of the smart EV charger. Now, this was a major transaction to get this technology in the first place. Maybe give us a 30 second for people who are new, but then let's go into what you're doing in Vancouver in terms of testing, you know, beginning the trials for for the smart EV charger. Sure. So um, for those of you who are new, what we're doing with data metrics of electric vehicle services is we're partnered with EVAR, which is a company pioneered by Samsung uh, out of Korea. Now that stands for electric vehicle advanced recharging. And what it is, is, is it's Samsung along with Hyundai and Kia and a host of other people. And you can go onto their website, EVAR, go check it out. They do have it in English um, to solve range anxiety and you know charging problems in electric vehicles so we piloted a program with samsung who's been a you know a long-term client of ours and to use our ai to solve the range anxiety problem now range anxiety is what's causing people especially in canada to not adopt electric vehicles Guys like me. that was the yeah that was the early pilot and it worked and that's what you know got us the contract and allowed us to do this partnership. But you know, long term, it's not just about range anxiety. This is about you know predictions of you know battery health, battery life across the board. We're not talking you know just cars. Cars are the tip of the iceberg, and you know this endeavor is you know, Samsung and Evar and Hyundai and Kia, um, you know, using their tech in the North American market for the first time. But what they're you know, long term, what we're looking at is you know, range anxiety and everything. So you're not talking just cars, you know, buses, trucks, manufacturing lines, um, drones, you know, delivery services. You know, if you saw, <laughs> yeah, they're delivering pizza by robot in Tel Aviv, Israel right now. You know, um, everything's going to require these vehicles. And, you know, that's what allowed us to do it. Uh, and we're we're ahead of the game, you know. So go, you know, take a look at the press releases. We're in it with that, but that that's the overall thing. Now, right now, uh, we've we're starting the rollout. A lot of the stuff, you know, if you look on Evar's website, it's not just chargers. Chargers are the first thing coming over because that's the, you know, this is the low hanging fruit. So we've already seen some of the chargers come across. And one of the interesting things about these, you know, infrastructure and charging and stuff like that is the new tech that Evar has, and which we're bringing over right now is way more efficient five times as efficient as anything we've got over here wow. so just yeah think about it this way okay so this is just for a car charger but the application runs across the board you know you go into a parking lot and every pole has a you know one wire two wires etc um and you can charge a car you know for that installation we can put in five times as many cars for the same installation so you know one installation five cars all right so you know it's 20 percent of the cost um and which makes a so much easier decision to get partners at that point if george retail's got 100 commercial places across canada it makes mm -hmm. it a much easier decision for me to say let's go with data metrics cvs absolutely and we're already pioneering and piloting this in vancouver right now which is why i'm here so you know we're rolling all that 
right now. We've got partners in Vancouver where we're, we're looking, and then we're going to roll this out, you know, nationwide. Additionally, you know, the trucks are coming over on schedule, just like the press release said. So these are trucks that are speci specially designed to drive around, and you know, you could do like CAA. You know, that's one avenue, and we have we're exploring partnerships with that right now. You know, how how do we help stranded motorists, et cetera? But also, where do you need charging points? And people don't think about this. As EVs rolling out, you know, we've got charging points in cities. Now, we don't have enough of them, obviously. Drive around. No, and again, that's why I haven't bought an electric vehicle. vehicle yet, because I'm concerned yeah. about that, right? Yeah, of course. But again, mobile charging points, pipelines, you know, any type of fishing industry, all this stuff, anything that goes even remotely outside of a charging infrastructure, we can help. And this is, you know, these things are rolling out just like we said, um, and we're looking forward to expanding that across Canada um, and then hopefully across the entire North American market. Uh, but the chargers, the trucks, the electric infrastructure like that, tip of the iceberg. You know, this is their foray into the North American market. And again, like I said, batteries are going to be in absolutely everything you can think of, right, in the next 10 years. And, and a, a reminder uh, to both current shareholders and, and new information for new people that might be watching, uh, you acquired this technology uh, and in return, EVAR didn't want cash from you. They wanted shares in the company, <laughs> right? Uh, so that says a lot about how confident EVAR is in both your capabilities and their technology together really really doing well rolling this out across north america yeah absolutely so you know when we were doing the pilot project with them over the past year and then we're you know negotiating how do we get this to work it's exactly like you said but i mean when you're talking companies like samsung and hyundai motors and kia motors and you know players of those magnitudes you know these are big companies really big companies conglomerates Yes. <laughs> when we're in negotiations with those guys and we say, hey, man, you know, we can offer up $10 million in cash. They're like, that's not even worth talking about for us, you know, <laughs> um, which is fair. You know, I get it. And, you know, they but on the flip side, it also exudes confidence in what we can do with this. You know, so they really like this. They they like what we're doing with it. They like the opportunity. And, you know, they wanted to be a part of that opportunity, not just, you know, here's a little bit of cash and, and go like no they have a lot of confidence in what we can do here and it shows and we're glad to have them yep and it's just an indication of of your ai capabilities just validation of your ai capability so next six months 12 months ballpark i know we can't pin you down to a timeline then we're going to move on to medical which is another you know more use of your ai technology but ballpark what does the rollout look like in canada in the next six 12 months and do you start rolling out to the u.s over the next six, 12 months as well, if, if you even know that yet. Yeah, so over the next, uh, through the end of the year, the rollout looks like this, you know, we're gonna continue to find, uh, doing partnerships in the Vancouver area, that's immediately. So over the next month, this has not changed. And, you know, we put this out in a press release and we're dead on track. In fact, we're ahead of the game in certain aspects of it. So for the next couple months, the outlook looks like this. We're going to continue, you know, adding partners in the Vancouver greater metro area, continue the installation of the charging infrastructure, et cetera. And we're going to be rolling out the trucks, as we said, because all the low hanging fruit is sitting right here. Um, so that's the next couple months. All that's on track applications to control all this stuff are on track, you know, they have to be converted from, uh, you know, East Asia 
and brought into the North American market. So that's what we're doing right now. Uh, you know, the manufacturing lines have all converted. So, um, you know, the the charging, um, you know, the plugs and stuff are different here. So we have to convert everything to different voltages and yada, yada. That's probably so that's the easy part of the whole process, though. <laughs> yeah, probably. And the applications, you know, they all have to be translated and then approved and some of the UIs reworked, et cetera, because some of, a lot of this stuff is, that, you know, it's originally in Korean and it's been rolled out all over there, but, you know, it's translated to English, et cetera. So all that's working. Now, that's going to be through September, um, you know, October. And then through the end of the year, we're going to be expanding that, bringing some more trucks over. Uh, bringing, you know, expanding geographically across Canada, et cetera. And then after that, we're going to reevaluate and see, you know, how fast we can push into the rest of the market. I guess it makes sense to be starting out in BC because it's just, I don't know, more climate friendly mm -hmm. too. You're not going to run to the harsh wind. You're, you're typically <laughs> in Montreal. That's about as harsh as it gets. I'm in Toronto, still pretty decently harsh, but out in BC, you guys can, can at least run the rollout, the testing and all that, the trials without having to worry about 30 40 below weather either so that's great and uh and uh yeah listen if you guys ever get a chance to show uh investors maybe some images or take some pictures of it in action uh that that would be great let's move on to your telehealth uh application medical you announced recently that you mm -hmm. introduced new equipment and you added physicians which tells me things yep. are growing there so yep. what's going on with medical's growth and what does that look like from now until the end of the year or q1 2023 so let me give a, a just a quick blurb like we did with DVMS yep. uh, for new people. Medical is um, a medical application that we run, and it is about the same type of introduction that we did with the electric vehicle services. So we had a request uh, from some of uh, the companies we work with with our COVID testing, you know, to hey, can you look into medical services? And we did a pilot, and it worked. So what this is, is an application of our AI um, into like telehealth services, okay? And also into, you know, physical dispatching of doctors and nurses, you know, to your home, to your office, et cetera, um, you know, with, through an application that you can download right now on iOS, Android, et cetera. So, you know, with, uh, you know, with the predictive analytics and things like that, we're able to get, you know, health services out faster, more efficiently, et cetera. So that, that's what Medical is. So this is our second vertical. And, you know, we, all, we rolled out a high-end plan just, you know, when we rolled it out that, you know, we've got doctors on the ground that are servicing that high-end plan right now, you know, and so the revenue's coming in, et cetera. Now that that works, infrastructure is working, we got it all, we're going to be expanding services, you know, so we will be moving into, you know, a few different fields, uh, you know, medical fields, and you mentioned some of that there, where, you know, we're expanding those services, we're also expanding services with doctors, and we're expanding plans, so look for that in the near future. So we're going to have more plans than just, you know, high-end services, it's going to run the gamut. Um, and, you know, after that, the idea is to do the exact same thing that we're talking about with DM EVS. Now, just to be clear, it might it's going to take a little bit longer just to health regulations because they're provincial, right? Um, and then, you know, as we get a, you know, the approvals we need across various provinces, that's the goal. So take these services, make sure they work, expand them, boom, boom, boom. And that's what we're doing through the end of the year here with Medical. 
So, you know, just to, you know, recap, we're expanding the services, both geographically, we're getting it, you know, we're expanding them into new fields and we're expanding them across the board with new plans. And, so, and where are you, you know, geographically medical, right now, Marshall? Where are you guys geographically right now? Right now we're in British Columbia. Okay. Now, um, so, you know, we run it all across British Columbia. Uh, we'll be announcing new provinces and stuff, you know, coming out as they're available and those should be coming out really soon. Um, can't wait for Ontario because I know I'll be signing up for it because I think it's <laughs> I think it's just a great I think it's a super intelligent I think I think it's fantastic. Well, I know when we roll this out, you know, as we're doing it, you know, right now Medicall is accessible at the high end. This is going to be accessible across the board. Like when you know, our goal is to make this type of services available to everybody. Sure. Right. And sure. so that's what we're doing. Well, it's like Ontario's Tesla, right? <laughs> Tesla had to start off at the high end first. It was expensive. The first adopters had to spend, I don't know, back then it was over six figures on a car. But as the technology gets ubiquitous and they roll it out and they get scale, now they're able to offer, you know, uh, vehicles at lower price. So same thing with medical, right? You had to start off kind of at the high end because you had to capture revenue. You had to make it viable, but you are going to be able to make it affordable to pretty much everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's the goal. That is absolutely the goal. Let's make this service available to everybody. And, you know, we can use, you know, this to to help with like a lot of the health crisis that's occurring in Canada right now. You know, you look at the different, um, like the news is coming out. Like I saw an article the other day. I don't, I don't remember which publication it was in, CTV, CBC, whatever, but there was like 100,000 people approximately just in one of the eastern seaboard provinces just waiting on a gp and <laughs> i can't imagine a city on the eastern seaboard where a hundred thousand people and think about that hundred thousand people in halifax waiting on a general physician that's like a third of the population that's crazy <laughs> yeah yeah no there's definitely a there's definitely a big opportunity there and i don't just mean it financially but just for the sake of people's health there's a really big gap there for medical to fill. So glad to hear yeah. that you're adding new equipment, new physicians, and you're going to be rolling out. Like I said, I can't wait for Ontario because I'm going to be one of, one of your first signups. Uh, <laughs> well, Ontario is high on the list, George. Uh, ballpark, when do you think you might be here? Just out of curiosity. Hopefully in Ontario in the next few months. All right. So, you know, infrastructure, regulatory, you know, regulatory things have to be completed but all that's in the works it's in motion so as fast as we can get it out that's when we'll be there but you and know regulatory like said, is high. and regulatory yeah. just is a great moat for you at the end of the day because even though you got to wait for it yeah. now and people want it more anxiously it means george call medical is gonna <laughs> have to go through the same hoops right so it's it's gonna be yeah. great a moat for you at the end of the day no, it's not a huge mo and the one advantage we have on that is we've already been through this. Like, okay, we went through the regulatory with the COVID business and that was two years ago. So we already know how to do it. We've already done it. We've been there, done that. It's just a matter of paperwork and time. All that's done, we're just waiting. So as soon as as soon as the regulatory service is clear and we're we're comfortable, then we'll be rolling out province to province. And since you bring up COVID, I was gonna ask you about nextology first, but since you just brought that there. You know, the yeah. COVID, your COVID-19 test kit business mm -hmm. uh, was very, has been very, very successful. You're in BC. You're also there for potentially that as well. How does, how, how's the, the test kit side of the business look for, for data metrics? Right now, the test kit side of the business is booming. In fact, in some cases, we're doing more tests now than ever. Um, now, the outlook you know, COVID, the COVID testing, we all know eventually will go away. 
right now, you know, our clients have asked us to submit two different proposals, um, one for, you know, uh, into Q1 next year, approximately, you know, and the other one through a year from now next year. So, you know, from our client's perspective, they're looking at it continuing for the next bit. Now, whether or not that comes out into the future, um, you know, we'll see. You know, COVID is a play it by ear type thing. But again, you know, what we've done over the past couple of years is take the revenue and the money generated from the COVID businesses and push that back into our core. And that's yeah. what's allowed us, you know, to get into the DV, you know, DM EVS services, the medical services, um, et cetera. Uh, so right now, COVID test business working well. Um, but it's like again, dilution like free said, funding at the end of the day. It's dilution free funding, <laughs> right? I mean, it's generating cash flow that you can put in, into these businesses. And and Absolutely. it's great. I mean, uh, now it almost seems like the test side, I'll just finish with this and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like now for big enterprise and big companies, it's more like an insurance policy. Uh, a year ago was urgency, had to protect everybody, make sure that people didn't get ill and uh, your entire workforce was knocked mm -hmm. out and maybe your business goes under. Uh, now, thankfully, we're not there anymore, but it still seems like it's an insurance policy, right? It's like, hey, we're not out of the woods yet. Maybe we should do this for another year of data metrics just to make sure that we don't, uh, is, is that an accurate way of summarizing the current status? Well, it's, I would view it as an insurance policy, um, you know, and especially against say, if, if I'm a client, say against future litigation or something like that, like you didn't do enough to keep your workers safe, et cetera. Right. Um, now, I can't speak for our clientele as to how they're thinking, but th this is how I would view it. And I believe that's how they're viewing it based on my interactions with them. But, you know, we need to be safe rather than sorry. Um, and like I said, the COVID testing, it, it's evolved a bit, but it's uh, the numbers are going up. <laughs> so, and especially that's right surprising. now. You know, that's surprising that your test numbers are going up. Wow. I know the flat numbers have gone up in a few cases in the last couple of months, which is which is a good sign for the industry. Also, means they're bringing more people back to work, right? Right. Um, and and you know we're getting ready to go into the the high season for these guys. So starting as we speak right now, you know, generally there's a dip in the summer. That's what we've seen over the past couple of years is people take a month off, go home, et cetera, et cetera. And then everything starts really ramping back up, you know, right about now through Christmas holidays, take another break and then, you know, hit it hard and heavy again, starting back in January. So, you know, that, but like I said, that's going well, it's expanding. There's a, just to recap, you know, we've been asked for proposals through roughly Q1 next year and another one through roughly about a year from now. And so we're going to keep going. And thanks for bringing up that point. Never even thought about that. Tests might be going up because more people are going back to work. So that's, uh, I didn't even think about that dynamic. Last mm -hmm. point, uh, we'd all, we, we almost forget sometimes <laughs> the cybersecurity part of the business is the genesis really of, of data metrics where everything started in this fantastic success you had with Nexology. Uh, and, and, mm -hmm. and now we don't talk about it as much, right? But let's talk about it. How, you know, cybersecurity, we see what's going on in the world. We know we see increasing aggression in Europe. We see increasing aggression in Asia with between Russia, between China and Taiwan and the U.S. So I'm assuming that cybersecurity is, is only growing as a problem. How's the nextology side of the business going? 
Well, Nexology, like you said, this Nexology is the engine, little engine that could, that provides yeah. all these pieces that allow us to work, you know, in the electric vehicle space and allow us to work in the medical space. And for, for those that are new, you know, Nexology is our core. And Nexology is a cybersecurity company that we've owned for many years now. Um, they've done, we do a lot of work with the armed forces, with uh, DRDC, which is Defense Research in Canada. So, and we do a lot of work with like the U.S. government, different uh, branches of the U.S. Armed Forces, NATO, uh, and on the private sector side, you know, this is where we, you know, you know butter our bread over there. So we work with Samsung Electronics. Uh, we're a preferred vendor, you know, for Latte, which is a multi-billion dollar conglomerate in Seoul, uh, South Korea, et cetera. So <clears throat> what we do in a nutshell is, you know, we develop AI, cybersecurity pieces, you know, predictive analytics, et cetera, incubate those inside Nexology. And then in the other verticals, we take those applications and we see how we can apply them to different areas, right? And right now, the current verticals, as we said, electric vehicle charging, uh, medical, and then, you know, Nexology does the cybersecurity work. And we're, you know, we're, the contracts are ongoing. The work is ongoing. We're still working, you know, with the DRDC, with the armed forces, et cetera, on all the previously announced contracts. And these contracts are big. <laughs> so these are multi-year, you know, multi-milestone, multi-deliverable contracts that are going on. You know, this, these things, you're talking five-year outlooks on some of these guys. But the revenue from those services, you know, it's up to several million dollars, positive cash flow, about 750K from this. And that's exactly what we said we were gonna do. And the neat thing about it is, is like I said, it's multiplicative, you know, when we can apply it. So we develop something here, all right? So this is Nexology, we develop it. It, it, it works in cybersecurity for whatever you know, reasons we're using it for. We take that application we say, okay, does it work in medical? Does it work in EV? Uh, and if it does, boom. You know, we roll those out. And so, you know, it's develop once, pay three times. That's the idea. Nice. And let's not, let's, not, let's also not forget that what Nexology did is not just be the genesis, the foundation of the, of the AI tech and its potential applications, but it also was the credibility and the validation, right? Because you Absolutely. did announce some pretty big name entities, governments, you know, ministry, defense, defense departments, using the technology so mm -hmm. that gave people the you know george com conglomerate uh or, or let's talk <laughs> latte for example guys like that said hey if they've got validation here let's take a look at their technology so the cybersecurity nextology has been a fantastic seed for for data metrics yeah and just let me put that in real perspective in a couple sentences here right guys you talk about seed yeah, but the the nextology tech is what led to say the electric vehicle vertical. You yep. know, we did a pilot with those guys, um, you know, for many, many months and they liked what they saw. You know, they, they like the uh, AI that we're developing. They like how we can apply it to their problems. The same thing in Medi-Call, but that came, um, that came kind of as a, a marriage of what we were doing inside the COVID world and inside the AI world. So the, you know, the clientele that we had on the COVID, or we still have on the COVID side, started asking us about the, the business saying, hey, we have these needs, you know, we have these telehealth needs, we have these needs to, you know, basically get on an app and call a nurse or a doctor like right now. 
Um, and I get that, you know, where you're doing movie studio productions, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, or, you know, remote mining. That's another one, like the miners and stuff that, that, that we deal right. with. They, sometimes they're out in the middle where the only way to get there is like a helicopter. I mean, it's crazy. Or, you know, to, so they asked us about this and, you know, we ran the pilots and we made sure we were right. Now we're marching forth. So as we expand these verticals, that's, you know, that's the direction the company's going. So, you know, incubate, Nexology is the incubator, you know, also, you know, a revenue generator and expanding. And then that allows us to take that tech, move into different verticals. And, you know, like I said, exponentially expand the company, develop once, pay multiple times. That's the goal. And that's why I said in the intro, guys, where I said data metrics has that rare benefit that most small cap is only dream of, which is multiple successful independent visions, each capable of being company makers, all working off the same foundational technology at the end of the day. I mean, that's it's it's amazing and it shows up in the numbers. Congratulations on the on the Q Marshall. That was great. And cannot wait to see how the trials continue for both on the EV side, on Medical. Uh, and everything can't wait to have you back because no doubt in the fall where you're going to be back a lot a lot of things going on absolutely george always glad to be here for everybody at home you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on spotify google apple your favorite podcast platform to marshall gunter he's ceo of data metrics ai trades in canada under dm trades in the u.s under dtmxf and for friends in europe under d4g for those who are new to the story you're loving this you're loving the success you're loving the fact that it's artificial intelligence, but you need to get that foundation info. Start your due diligence on the company's profile page on Agoracom because we know there's a lot of new breaking technology in here. We've got neatly laid out for you. And then when you've got that all together, head right over to Datametrics website, do your deep dive due diligence. Hopefully today you discover your next amazing small cap artificial intelligence company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agoracom Small Cap Podcast.